You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> Here we are in day three million of quarantine. Uh, this is probably one of the first night shows I've had for a while. I have, uh, I have a guest. I'm happy to have you on, Jennifer Gable. Good to see you. I, you you're, too. Looking at, you're bored already. No, your I'm not. I'm like <laughs> um, making sure my ringer's off. And good for you. Yeah. So thanks for coming. You know, it's been kind of a challenge getting people to come out during. But we are socially distanced right now. Correct. Yes, we're outside. Um, we're outside, socially distanced. So according to the latest metrics on coronavirus, we're about as safe as we can get. Right. Right. Like you don't. Feel we're away any from way the fires right now. I'm, I feel good. I feel we're yeah. I feel protected. Yes. Yes. We're, we're, there are fires There's happening? fires in Malibu right now. Apparently, oh, they've already started. Yeah. Was it started by a like a a riot or was I it have, started by the sun? Who the hell knows? Right. Oh at yeah. This it was hundred fucking degrees. So it was probably yeah. That. There's that. I mean yeah. There was the heat wave. So that didn't help anything. But um. So uh. You know, one of the last things we were going to work on was this show that you were developing, you were writing, creating, and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. I forgot why I couldn't do it. Maybe I was out of town or something. I, the, yeah, I, I shot it like for a week. I was shooting um, like for the web series pilot, and I did have a part for you. Um, and hey, if it gets picked up. It's funny because during COVID now, yeah, um, I was in I was in talks with people and uh, one girl got furloughed. I can't mention what agency, but hopefully it'll, you know, it's so a great time to pitch a TV show exactly. when there's like COVID insurance and all this, so you know, everything. So she was an agent keeps. that got furloughed? Yeah, basically, yeah. And she I was like pushing for the project and I was like, oh, great. And then uh, like oh. agents now are getting furloughed. I mean, there's only like five agents that rep everyone apparently right now. It yeah. seems like if you look everyone up, there's like five people managing everyone, but... Yeah, so we'll see what I can make happen with that. Um, so you, you made the pilot. How long was yeah. the pilot? How long did I? Sh- did no, how I sh- long? How long was the entire pilot? How many I minutes? have like twenty minutes. It's a little, you know, yeah. teaser. Good for Quibi. Good for too. Quibi. Now, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if Quibi's going to even really take <laughs> off they're, or exist by next year. Right, they're uh, kind of having issues. But, but uh, I gotta say, you know what? What is wide open right now? I don't know if it's wide open right now. But the animation world. So really, I don't know if this, oh yeah, that's you true. I never thought pilot, of that. You could animate the people. Well, because okay, so my original thought with it, I mean, it's already out there on the web. It's not. I mean, people called? can try to steal my idea, but there's so many ideas I have. Like you can't really steal everything. It's called Pennies for Your Thoughts. Yeah. Um, and I have like 28 episodes up, you know, on all the things. You have 28? Yeah, like a minute long episodes. I actually okay. did kind of a Quibi format before Quibi was a yeah, thing. Yeah, well, you TikTok. So I'm ahead of my time, but um, no. <laughs> <laughs> The trendsetter. What can I say? Yeah. Um, no, but I uh, actually with the with the pilot. So I wanted it to be kind of. So it's in a nutshell. It's like Friends meets Entourage with like a fantasy um, sequence, like Scrubs in a way. Uh huh. So with the fantasy part, I could totally do animation because it's a bunch of artists and it's kind of like you go inside their mind and what they're thinking. Oh. And you know how they do that in Scrubs? Like they do that. They you know sure. go off. So I, I I like that idea. You know I think you know as artists we're all we're so crazy. We live in our heads, and I know I do as a writer. I'm constantly like just in my head thinking and creating in my own little world. Yeah. So I thought, how fun would it be to like show that? You know what I mean? How like do just you sh- so how do you show the inner workings of your head during I mean, things? I, I, it's like you have fantasy sequences? Sure. It's, yeah. not like, it's not like Inside Out where you have like different characters inside in- your head. Inside Out? Wasn't that the Pixar film where 
It's like this this little girl, and they have all of her emotions. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Okay, got a control base. Like happy, sad. I'll have to check that that out. I mean, it's it's kind of been done the concept, but. I, Ali McBeal kind of did it too like they had oh. you know fantasy sequences like that um, it's about comics well no it's it's all comics but it's not about actually one's like <laughs> one to be magician one's a musician one's you know wants to be an actress one's like a social media so they're not all trying to be stand up comedians I mean one there's like a storyline where I think I might have put that in there but yeah so just kind of kind of just a bunch of like dreamers trying to make it in LA just like the journey you know yeah. what it takes and what they go through and stuff like that yeah, now, the inspiration for this, other than being a comic, was the inspiration... Did you always want to be well, a Well, I know producer? you have an acting background. I also have... I was an actress before stand-up, oh, yeah. so, yeah. Like, what I did, t- what I was did your... a little act. Actually, Erica Rhodes, you know, the comedian. Course, Eric, so, yeah. we were on a B-horror f- uh, film movie together. What was it called? And that's how I got into stand-up, was through oh, Erica. Like, I saw her do stand-up, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I should... What was the should... film called? Oh my god! I can't even. It was it was like this B horror film. What was it called? It's on my. I don't, I don't even remember it the must title. Be, can you get it? It's streaming? on. It's on IMDb. Probably somewhere. Yeah, I think they yeah. like. Who knows? Like, how so, can you not remember the? Title? I don't because I've done so many projects. I don't. It was it was a while ago. It was yeah. Um, I don't. I can and look it like, up. But did you go to school for acting? Was that kind of your thing? I mean, I did like I did like five levels of improv, Groundlings, UCB. I just always wanted to be an actor i don't know that was the first college class i chose to take was like acting my parents yeah. were like horrified mom's what like what the hell are you doing I, I, like I, my mom growing up my mom's like you can be anything you want to be with you grow up just she like fed that to me as a child and then as soon as like i did it she was like no accept that like what the hell are you doing like, what is it? yeah yeah i um i took an acting class because i went to college for engineering okay and i remember my brother's girlfriend my older brother's girlfriend time said how are you going to meet girls uh-huh. And I'd read an, an interview with John Malkovich, who I'd loved at the time. Yeah. And John Malkovich said that he was like, had a crush on this girl and he followed her around registration day. Okay. And one of the classes she registered for was an acting class. <laughs> so oh, he wow. like, took That's an acting he... class. Okay. I think a lot of guys take acting class because they're kind of creepy and they're like, what do we, so for me, I was like, I'm going to be with a bunch of or like, nerds. Or they're gay or <laughs> 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 who knows. I'm going to be like, by the way, you can be creepy and gay as Brian Singer. You has can. That's true. That's but true. I was like, I'm going to be um, surrounded by a bunch of nerds in the E quad, and let me um, let me meet some ladies. So I took acting class, and that was kind of my. So you just took it because you something you, you wanted did it to meet. To meet, you girls. really thought. Okay, interesting. I, no. I went to, I went, well, I, look, I went to Princeton, right? So uh-huh, it's like sixty nice. percent dudes, uh-huh. and they're all friggin' rich. Yeah, and taller and better looking and all that shit and i'm from some white trash public school shouldn't up there and i was like i need where are you all from like new york virginia right? no, i'm from virginia oh are you too so am i okay where in virginia um like alexandria northern Bull right outside Did of dc never, where'd you go to high school that's weird mount vernon bishop Ireton. i went to tc williams no shit i never knew this we grew up in like the that's same so, that's so crazy wait you went to mount vernon and yeah, bishop Ireton? we grew up in the same area yeah i went to i was a bad i was kind of a rebel i was a little defiant i had a problem with authority, I still do. So, because Bishop, okay, so here's a funny story about that. So, Bishop Ireton was near TC, it was located near TC Williams. I yeah, believe, right? yeah. And um, TC Williams, as you, I'm sure you heard about or know, it was a pretty rough fucking school. I've heard, I heard that, yeah. Yeah, it was, in my act, I say it was 70% black and 30% terrified, but it was, you know, at that time, it was, you know, 80s and 90s. Um, when I was in school, there was a lot of, there was a lot of drug running. Oh wow! My, there's yeah. a lot of drug runners on my football team. 
We just skipped school and did pot. We just like, I don't know, that was a thing. <laughs> you guys are doing pot. Our school was like doing coke and crack. Oh, I mean, wow. But I never did because there were, there were so there many. There was actually a girl I went to BI with and we actually met up. I, I don't know. I just went out and like, she was smoking meth. Like, and she was like, here, she acted so casual about it. I was like, you went to Bishop Ireton. And I'm like, That's what are so you smoking? Funny. Like, So to give people, where did you live in Alexandria, by the way? Um, Just like the Mount Vernon area off the GW Parkway. Old Town, Alexandria, totally just, okay, I just so stayed in, grew by, up in Alexandria. By Old Town, yeah. kind of, yeah. yeah. All right. So for people who aren't familiar with this area, it was a very cool, interesting area. There's a lot of government workers, because right. my dad worked. All government, gov- military. A lot of government, yeah. lot of ex-military, military. Um, it was a weird collision of urban and southern and north and oh, south. Oh, yeah, total, and like total, total mixing bowl, yeah. I mean, at some point in my childhood, for many years, D.C. was the murder capital of the world for a long time. At one point, more so long um, time, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, there were, there were areas literally where you couldn't drive, like Anacostia. We did. We went to go get pot. We didn't care. <laughs> we were just young and stupid. <laughs> so, um, so God, that's, that's fascinating they went there. But when, when uh, I was a kid there and I went to T.C. Williams, uh, we knew about BI, and of course, yeah. there right there's Episcopal High School right across the street from T.C. Williams, which is one of the most prestigious private schools in the country. And BI was a nice, and there were St. Stephen's and St. Mary's. Yeah. So all the hot girls went to like <laughs> BI, sure. St. Mary's. I guess Episcopal was all male at the time. Probably hot because um, the outfit, the uniform. So every once in a while, you go to a party, you'd meet a girl from like St. Mary's, right? Or a girl from Bishop Ireton, and you were like, the, you felt like you know, like Matt Damon or Matt Dillon, the Flamingo Kid. Like, let me try to pick up a girl <laughs> from the other side of the tracks. And um, and of course, the BI guys were like lacrosse. And yeah, like tall they were and blonde and good looking. They were, and we always wanted to kick their fucking ass. <laughs> That's made, made funny. We used to have a joke, and I'm going to say this a disclaimer: like this is, I'm referring to something that happened in the past when I was a child that we would say about bi. They would always say, "So hashtag don't cancel me." This is me reciting a story. It's amazing you can get canceled for reciting a story. But the joke was, you know, the joke was like, "Hey, how come do you hear that uh, Bishop Ireton? They don't have stairs." Oh, really? why not? Because everyone knows faggots can't fly. That oh, was damn. like what the WT at TC Williams would always say, being jealous huh. of BI kids. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a total preppy <laughs> school. I was there for a year. Yeah. How big was it? Like, how big was your class? It was really class? small. Oh, I was there for a year, so I didn't graduate high school. So I got kicked we- out of high school. Oh, you got kicked yeah, out? Yeah, for weed. I would skip all the time. I had good grades, and I I tested well, but I just, I don't know, I had a problem with authority. Of I course, just wanted yeah. to, I was like, fuck this. Like, so you dropped out of school? No, I kind of got kicked out. You got kicked out. And yeah. Did you have to get a? Did I got a G. Yeah. So what? I got a GD. Yeah. Online. What? What are your? And then I went back to school and took like community college credits for way too long, and I have good, like eighty college, college credits now. Nova. Huh? I, w- I even did some at UCLA here when I moved to okay. LA. Yeah, Nova. I did Nova. I was just trying to figure things out. Yeah. And so for college, I was like, I should be a therapist. No, I'm going to be a comedian. Like, I don't so know. So you decided to be a comedian at that, at that age, like 19 or? Um, I moved to LA. God, I've been here like, uh, you're trying to see how old I am now. Um, how old am I? I'm hey, 25. I'm, um, I'm in my 40s. So, like, no <laughs> but you look great. You look <laughs> you younger. Look yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish, you know, I wish I would have started stand-up actually sooner. I've known Bobby Lee for a really long time, and he actually used to tell me to do stand-up before I even did stand-up. How do you, I don't, how do you know Bobby? Through through friends, uh, through friends of oh, Bill. Did uh, you, oh, friends of Bill. Yeah. God, okay, of course. And I, don't, like, I no think it's pretty, no everyone's, to, all comics are either like sober now or like everyone knows that are on drugs. Look, like, I feel like AA, the whole people idea, are kind of open about yeah, being an AA. I feel like AA. the whole idea of Alcoholics Anonymous is, is sort of, 
antiquated. Yeah. Like I'm now, I'm pretty it's, sure he's been open about it. Like he's people told, people are know. Very open and yeah. As a matter of fact, it's almost like a bad. I a tell people of, I'm an AA. I don't care. Like yeah. I'm proud of it. Like I think that was based on an old notion about the shame or in the 50s and yeah, 60s. Yeah, more shit so like that. probably. But now just it's like with mental cool. illness, now people talk about everything now that they have. Yeah. It's like yeah. And now I think it's pretty cool to be an AA. Like I. It is cool. It's yeah. becoming cooler now too with comics. Like I feel so. so. You, you, you got into AA. What was the thing that put you into AA? I know I always... <laughs> well, like, okay, so this kind of ties... So, yeah, so I had a kind of a drug drinking problem, right? Back by in drug, high school. By drug, you mean marijuana? Yeah, but it was... Yeah, more. More alcohol. Alcohol, I can't I can't hang. I got a couple DUIs. This was a long time ago. Uh, I was, I was like, early... I had to quit drinking when I was, like, 22. Like, I, I, was, I was at the bar, like, every day when I was 21. Oh, wow. And then I got handcuffed. Yeah, I got a... Yeah, I have an allergy. Why'd you get handcuffed? Because I got a DUI. I break out in handcuffs. I have an allergy. I can't, I can't drink. Like, I just can't. I just, you know, it's hereditary. I know you've said that on stage. It's, it's hereditary. I talked about it. Like, I don't tell that joke because it's been done. It's kind of hacky. But I have other jokes. Like, I tell one, yeah, where I'm like, I picked a sponsor. You know, I had to get a sponsor. I go to meetings now. I, so I chose Red Bull. I like that one I do. Yeah. That's that's good. I like that. Yeah. Oh, good use of the word sponsor. Now, let me ask you a question <laughs> about the DUI stuff. Yeah. So I know that I've had a couple people I know who've had the DUI. Right. Who've, who've, what, I sound like a Jew from the castle. Who've had the DUI. Um, Especially in D.C. Yeah, they don't play. Thank God it wasn't worse. Like, if it was but not, was it, it was the type on, of like, thing where you had prop- the breathalyzer to start your car? I never got one of those. I just couldn't drive. They like they like took away my they, license. They took your car too. Did they impound your car. My car was totaled. I totaled a couple car. I like not like completely totaled. I think I ran into like a ditch or something. It was yeah, just like something what do you stupid. Mean you think you ran? I into don't even a remember. Ditch. I been, it was so long. yeah. I ran into. Did you a have ditch. like a blackout decade or something? No, <laughs> long thank god i didn't drink that long no so i drank for like a year i mean i got i stopped quickly like yeah i just can't hang i don't know now let me ask you a question i'm just a total addict it is night it is nighttime i do like to play couch therapy in in a (laughs) fucked up way but did you because i know this part of the aa process too did Uh you sort of get to really excavate the reason why drinking became so important in your life like what was it I mean, I just think, I don't know. I, I think uh, maybe it's boredom. I think it started with just boredom, honestly, just, and it just turned into an addiction. Like, yeah. Yeah. So do you think, cause there are different theories. Do you think that you are sort of born an addict or you think I think you can, I was born. You, yeah. You can create the addiction. I think it's both. I think it could be well. a little bit of both. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, they've, they've just said it's hereditary. They proved it. It's genetic. So yeah. Do your yeah. parents have issues with it? My dad did. He's now deceased. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I think it was because of that. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Is something that you're comfortable talking to your mom about? My mom knows about it. Like, she knows. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been sober for so long. Like, I don't even I don't even think about it or doesn't, it doesn't affect now? me. I've, I've been in the program for, like, 10 years. Like Nice. Yeah. Like, I got... Like I said, I just... I got sober when I was, like, 21. Like, I literally... I was at the bar, and then I was, like, I got to get sober. Like... It that just, was that was the moment my you bottom really hit me bar? like really fast yeah who's someone's walking it up oh okay. man we have we have a a, a a guy who just came in is let me he just, drunk let me just, let me he just he pause no, this okay. for a second real quick <laughs> so we just had a little uh, is that little, your neighbor no that was uh i just had it's weird because i live in a little sort of bathroom kitchen combo studio but this is my a dope spot but my yard is sort of you know big so um, and it's wide open, so people just randomly come by. 
You know what I mean? It's one he of those just things. interrupted our podcast. Like, just oh, I'm sorry. Are you guys doing a Which podcast? Which is very funny because we were talking about AA and stuff. And yeah. he shows up. He's right. drunk. And how ironic. Yeah. Talking about how fucked up I he know. just got. I was like, is he drunk? he told drunk? a bunch of drunk stories. Yep. And Jennifer's looking like, I remember my youth too. I'm trying to like... 13 step i'm now using i'm just kidding like i like to do <laughs> by the way people don't really i know what thir- here's the thing yeah i for some reason i've always been drawn to uh-huh. or are you al on like me i mean i've <laughs> gone to an on meeting <laughs> yeah but i never really took to it and just followed up with it but i've been to tons of aa meetings because yeah. i've dated several people in aa are you like the rescuer type is that why i don't know what it is it's because maybe because my mom was an alcoholic but I oh, think okay that, like, there's something to all this yeah i'm pretty i think it's because i'm pretty mellow a combination i'm kind of mellow and i never had an issue with like i don't drink or anything like that okay um i smoke weed you know oh, okay hey man but uh <laughs> but i don't drink i've never had a I real issue you did with drink no no i don't never, drink at all no, no. no okay um, so I'm kind of calm and I don't, and I'm kind I don't know, maybe I'm just kind of like boring, but, but women who are like, woo, crazy alcohol are drawn to drawn me. Drawn to you. And I'm drawn, because maybe I'm drawn to them because they remind me of my crazy sure, bipolar it's like an drunken Al-Anon mom. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing. Because I'm the sort of like reserved dad right. who doesn't pay him attention. Right. Um, and that is, is a lifetime of relationships that don't work. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, I've been to AA, but I've seen Bobby Lee speak at AA meetings. Yeah. You know, he's a very good speaker. And I've literally had, let me, let me count, one, two, four girlfriends who I've gone to AA meetings with. Huh. And seen them get their 90 day chip. Nice. Or oh, they're chip. newcomers though when you date them. Don't do that. Um, 90 maybe, days? Maybe not 90, 90 day chip. It's so new. Maybe like date, a date year. people if they're so, I've dated people who are sober. It can be great as long as they have like a couple years. And they're not yeah. new, yeah. Well, they, no, all all the women I dated that were a, they were actually really because the thing that I, I don't know how you feel about this. By the way, I don't know. There's a fucking helicopter. <laughs> oh god, they're looking for the Britney Spears. Ending. Yeah, there's fucking ambulances. <laughs> it's fucking all tits up in a ditch right now. Uh, it is Sunday though, so we're okay. We should be safe. Um, it's not Saturday. But I've, gosh, what was I gonna say? So I've, um, yeah, I've dated like women have written. I've had a, a dated woman who was her her drug was was cocaine and heroin. Yikes! And she wrote a book called My Fair Junkie, which you could buy on Amazon. And and I helped her kind of. Addicts are also drawn right? to me. I try to find normies, and all I meet is damn addicts all the well, it's time. Was because are you bored with normies? I just no. I'll like swipe on Bumble and I'll look for a like. My ex was an engineer. Great job. Ended yeah. up being a fucking addict. Like. They're just always addicts. I don't realize it. Like, oh, that's so funny. So you're initially drawn to them, and then you find out later they're yeah, actually like, yeah. I knew it. <laughs> that happens a lot. Yeah, we just match up on the dating apps. I match up with addicts all the time. Yeah, are they addicts who are in recovery though, like you? Yes and no. Or they're trying to get sober. That's been my thing. Like, I'm meeting so many people that are like trying to get sober. It's weird. And that's a tough thing to take on. Like, it's, it can. Me, it depends on the person. Um, just you got to be willing. You know, it's just it's just a choice. It's any. It's like anything. Now, here's something I want to talk about, and let me see if I can express this correctly. So, I was a yoga teacher for a while, right? And mm-hmm. I was a Kundalini yoga instructor, which gets a lot of attention because it's the basis for tantra, and so people are like, oh, tantra, and I would do a lot of tantra stuff, and um, I I bought into it idea. I bought into the idea of tantra and okay. sexual health, and I bought into Kundalini. And then I just started discovering like how fucking creepy 
Really? Everyone was really? in the yoga community. Kundalini, like, someone said it brings out like demons or something. Do you know about oh, that? Oh, there's all sorts of shit. Like, yeah, do something I mean, weird. The, the basis of Tantra, if you look back at the history of Tantra, Tantra is basically about how women are evil and they control us. And as a guy, you got to learn how to control your <laughs> orgasms so you can dominate women. It's oh, a wow. fucked up, it's a real that fucked up thing weird. based. Anyway, the point is like, uh, there's a lot of these things that have a kind of cultish sort of sure. feel to them. And I would say AA qualifies as well. It, it can be a cult. People take AA and turn it into a cult sometimes. Well, you mentioned the 13th step, which yeah. my ex would tell me about. And it's basically the 13th step, and correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, there's a documentary about it too. I made a short film called 13 Steps. Oh, you too, did? Actually, yeah. So the idea, because I think story. a lot of people listening probably won't know, is that um, new newbies come in to AA and they yeah. get a sponsor. Yeah. And sometimes the sponsor is, you know, an older person who's very put together and they've been in the program for 10 years. And what a lot of these sponsors do, not all of them, obviously, but some yeah. of these sponsors, they, they use just it for like predatory. Anything. Yeah, exactly. They'll just prey on newcomers. It could be Did men you have or women. Like, with that? Um, I was in a cult, actually. I, I oh, made a movie. I made I a movie about, about it. I've had a weird life. I've had a fucking. What was your, we what also cult have were another you in? thing in common. If you say Children of God, I'm be like, holy it shit. It was called uh, The Q Group. And there's uh-huh. actually a group here in LA. It's called the Pacific Group, which is kind of it's not really AA, the PG group. It's still around, and it's they just take AA and they they twist it. They make it a little more controlled. It's I don't like being controlled. It's very controlled. But yeah, there was an older guy, and he was just sponsoring like all these younger people in DC, and that's where I got sober. It's no longer around, but uh, so yeah, this it was older like man a whole, was sponsoring you. He he, no, he was never sponsoring me. There's no way, uh, but he was sponsoring other people. I didn't even realize I was in a cult. I got sober in a cult. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So what made you... Re- First of all... I should when, talk about that what, more on stage. Please, we'll talk about it now. So what made you realize it was a cult? And when, because, when going into it, made, what made you realize it wasn't Well, first of all, there's an article that came out in Newsweek about it. And that really... I was like, oh, this is <laughs> called the Q Group. But he was investigated by like the FBI. Yeah, this whole... And all, all the shit went down. Like, he stole everyone's money. It, it was very odd. Like, so let's break it down a little bit. Yeah. So the Q Group. So so basically... Okay, so they so in A, there's like sayings and phrases, which are great. They work. Like they say... Like, like your head is not your friend, which sometimes it it's not. Your sometimes not your, your thoughts, you're not. But they would take that saying and just say it over. Like your head is not your friend. Your head is not your friend. To like get to like control people. It was it was really wild. Yeah. Yeah. So then your head's not your friend. And then they would say, so then they would trap you like, oh, if you want to leave, that's just your disease of alcoholism. You just, you're going to go drink. You can't leave our group. Yeah, no, it was fucked up. And the, you had to pay very money interesting, in an involuntary very, way to keep going with this group? So they all kind of lived together. Uh, they all worked together. Um, a lot of those people still aren't even sober. There was about, it was like 300 people. It was a pretty big, decent, or maybe even 500. It and was like a bunch chapters of- chapters everywhere? It was just this one group was, of DC? It was just like this, these young people in DC. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was throughout Virginia and, did, and Maryland. Did they also use this 12 step format? And they were successful. These kids, they had houses, some of them. I mean, it was a whole group of people. So it was like attractive. Like they had, you know what I mean? Like they had their lives together, but at the same time they were in a cult. Like it was very weird. They just like hung out with each other and couldn't hang out outside of the group. And I, know, I always thought it was weird. Like, I wasn't there for very long, but I kind of did my own thing, too. I wasn't really involved in the group, but... So, now, because I'm, I'm fascinated by cults. I mean, Right, beyond, they're so interesting how people just get sucked into them so easily. I mean, you could say that about so many kind of mind control shit. And just, you could say that about so many things happening right now. Uh, exactly, you know? exactly, yeah. Um, where people and just how people are just so easily manipulated. It's just like it's mind blowing. I don't know. I don't get it. But so I'm not that way. <laughs> I hear you. So I did. Um, I did something called Landmark Forum. Oh yeah, I heard about right? that too. Yeah. And um, I actually got a lot out of it. I was going through a breakup. I needed something like that. And they definitely have sort of. They try to. 
enroll you and to right. take you more and they more. Right. They tried to get me too. They tried to get me. And it was actually really <laughs> I was great. New to LA. It was actually really great. Uh-huh. It changed a lot of things in my life. I learned how to communicate better and stuff like that. But I was kind of like done with it and was like, you know, and they were sending emails. I'm like, report as spam. I quit caring about it. But it had. Um, and sometimes there are people who are going through really tough shit. I go, right. hey, man, you should check out. I think it's out. just a need to belong, right? Yeah, or I was just... like, you should check out Landmark. And they're like, oh, I went online. They say it's a cult. They say it's a cult. So it made me start thinking about like, well, what constitutes a cult? Yeah. Because I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Now, Brazilian okay. jiu-jitsu, I have a master. He is my master. He tells me what to do. He tells me how to behave. I have to fit the rules of his thing. And when I talk about jiu-jitsu, it's very much like... There are leaders. There, it is the most huh. cultish thing I do. Interesting, but it doesn't have the same stigma because it's a physical activity, I guess. But it's very culty. There's hierarchies. Okay. you pay money for it. You huh. recruit people to try to join that. you. Um, so, when you say this is a cult, I'm like, what parameters sort of match? Because for me, the, the, one I leader. Think it comes down to what and they, money and sex. It's usually money and sex is what and will that whole so thing. So he was having like, sex with people that he was yeah, sponsoring? and he was How getting money out? from it. Um, I mean, he just dated he dated all the women like he it was like ob- everyone knew about it it, it was it, a but, secret it was like Harvey it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> uh it wasn't a big secret um and and speaking of secrets like he would take people's fourth steps where you're supposed to confide basically all your deep dark secrets is a fourth is the fourth step writing yeah. down resentments and yada yada so he would he knew everyone's inventory he knew everyone's shit to like manipulate people further because he would, some of the stuff would be he would read all their fourth steps like he yeah. would, you know what i mean it's so it was, yeah it was very strange and this came out in this article. He didn't know my fourth step. I don't think anyway. But so is the fourth step. It, yeah, it's it all, step is, it all came out. You you have to write your inventory. Like uh, you have to write down resentments and fears. Maybe shit you've done. Maybe things you're ashamed of. You know, deep dark secrets. Why you drink? That kind of thing. I like killed what, a hobo when I was yeah, 15. or whatever. Yeah. Like if you've killed someone or any, you know. And so you you write it down. You're supposed to confide in a sponsor. That's but he found out. Like he knew everyone's like fourth. It was like. Because he was like he was like the grand sponsor in charge. And, yeah, and this came out. And he had like twenty article? some years. So people would look up to him. Yeah, they're like Mike Q has so many years sober, and he's you know he's our god. It almost it was very strange, but uh, yeah, it all came out, and and then he mysteriously died or disappeared. Like nobody knows. So nobody knows where this guy is. Well, no, they said he died again. Who knows, right? Like, but yeah, it was like a Jeffrey Epstein thing. No, but um, oh, wow, <laughs> fascinating. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I fled DC and came to LA. No, uh, and then I mean, is that, other is that the ha- chronology? Is that how it happened? I mean, kind of like I, yeah, I got sober in DC. So when I came to LA, I was already sober. Thank okay. God. Thank God for that. Yeah. LA is a good town. <laughs> to be Crazy sober. enough being yeah. sober in LA. Yeah. Although I think LA, it's easier to be sober in LA than say New York and a lot of places. Yeah, you know for sure. I, mean? I think so. Yeah. Cause LA does have a lot of, New York's easy healthy, to drink and yeah. Like I, um, a friend of mine just went to some Hollywood party like a couple nights ago, uh-huh. right? And was telling me about it and said that certain like big celebrities, big directors and actors, one of them was there, Oscar winner. Even during and, COVID? Yeah. It's like, they're like, fuck <laughs> it. And was like just out of his mind. They're like, they're like on Instagram at home and then they go party together at yeah. night. like. But just like, he, was, he, she said he was out of his mind, drunk and just like stumbling and all this shit. And I remember thinking like, like nobody thought it was cool it wasn't cool that they were doing coke in the bathroom it wasn't cool that they were yeah it's not becoming cool and it's just not cool anymore yeah, like I it used to it be is. yeah and maybe it's because weed is so prevalent in LA uh-huh. and weed is cool because black people made it cool that like you can't really beat the coolness of weed does yeah. that make sense <laughs> I mean, weed's still a different. It's it's you know it's tricky because now it's legal and. Uh, but, but if you think about like okay, look, Snoop Dogg, right? Mm-hmm. 
who's cooler than Snoop Dogg? Right? He smokes weed <laughs> every day. But he can't even deliver a line, I've heard, on set. Like, he's so stoned, he can't even... Oh, as an actor? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Like, he has trouble... Oh, I, mean, I didn't realize he even acted that much. Working or... But, um, but like, coke, like, you don't look at someone who does coke, like, this person's so cool. This coke addict is so cool. <laughs> but a lot of people who are stoners, like, like Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah. Who's cooler than fucking that's Willie true. Nelson? That's true. Weed is, like, cooler, yeah. Um, now, you've, you, you're off the... the do you have any other substances that you mess with or what did you, what did you, I always say I mean, that I've tried I, meth. You've tried I, meth. Yeah. But I haven't done it like a handful of times. I never did heroin. Thank God. Like yeah. I never did crack. Like I'll draw a little, I, I don't like acid or I don't think I could do acid. What about mushrooms? Never. Tr- I had mushrooms, but I d- had a bad trip. Yeah. I know. Can't hang. I'm already like out there. <laughs> like, you know, I'm already on mushrooms. <laughs> I can't do hallucinogenics. Really? No, I don't think so. I'm not the type of person I'd I'm freak a big out. fan of mushrooms. I know that really? a lot of people who are who are in NA actually go, well, mushrooms is different. And psychedelics are sort of outside of the purview of AA. It's not really a drug, drug, drug. <laughs> it's like a way to open your mind. Yeah. But you've never heard that before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just don't buy it? No. Yeah. So now you're you're sober. Are mm-hmm. you like a caffeine addict? Because I feel like I am. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to cut back. I, I especially during like this whole quarantine. Like I've been drinking a lot of caffeine. Yeah. I noticed to just whatever. But <laughs> but I, I'm trying to cut back too and be healthier. Yeah. Not do so much co- uh, coffee and stuff. But do you feel that um, alcoholism and stuff is is basically a form? So of, now I'm just a workaholic. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of people say that alcoholism is a form of OCD. And then when oh. you stop the drug or the alcohol, your OCD manifests in different ways. For example, yeah. with my mom, she yeah. collected Beanie Babies. Oh, wow. Like that became her alcoholism. She I just think comedy is a- my alcoholism now. <laughs> yeah. And how, how often would, were you performing before COVID started? I, at one point I was doing open mics in New York. I was doing like five a day. I just as wow. much, even in LA, like I was doing, but then I went through a period where I was like, fuck stand, Like I need a break. Like just, I don't know. And then, so I didn't do it as much. I'd still do shows, not as many open mics, but yeah, yeah, I have uh, three Zoom shows this month <laughs> hey, <laughs> on Facebook Live. That's what you got. You know oh, what I mean? Man. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Now, one of the things that we sort of, yeah, motorcycles love sunset. But yeah, I love stand-up. It's fun. It's a weird It's a weird uh, industry, though, you know, but yeah, it's uh, very odd. But it's fun. <laughs> now, do you feel that things are going to change? Things are changing slowly, I think. In you know, I think like they are. In terms of women in comedy and women in stand-up, or do you think that the like the... The I hope sexual so. Mis- misconduct arena of, of. I think it'll help. I think things are changing. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I just think it should be talent. Enough with this, like, suck my dick for a, you know, or even women can have power and do that. It's like, but yeah, it's in sure. all industries. It's just so stupid. It's like. Have you had experiences like that that you can talk about on the podcast right now? Please, Ango. <laughs> um, you know you what? Name I, the only thing, it. the only so the only thing that's happened to me, like I haven't been raped, okay, or anything. And I was telling you, like I've told some people, I actually, well, I was shoved like physically, like I've Whoa. been. It's almost like it's By almost like, yeah, it's almost like men. I had I had like two, three things. Well, no, I blacked a lot of it out, but um, no, I've had a few situations. Um, I've been canceled. I've been. I had one guy that really pissed me off at the improv. I used to book the improv. And he basically, I have it all in writing. He was like sliding in my DMs. And he, we actually spoke over the years when I was a new comic too. He was like flirting with me, sure. hitting hitting on me, something about like he wanted to take me out on a sushi date, whatever. And I was like, no, I have a boyfriend. Like, can I just get a spot? Can I just, I just want a stand up spot. I don't want to date you. But like he was a booker. So we kept, it's one thing to flirt. Flirting's fine, whatever. But like, if you're going to, do you know what I mean? There's like certain lines. It's like, it's like, so come the on. Line was it's that like, you I want a boyfriend and he kept trying. 
Yeah, but then he but then he did it again like years later. It's just like, hey, dude, I want a spot, and it's like, I don't know. Just, Was it basically like? implicitly like i'll give you a he spot didn't, and if he, yeah he didn't say it. he wasn't like flat out like i'll give you a spot if you go on a date with me he didn't say that but like do you know what i mean like he was trying to date i don't know so stuff like that has happened uh but uh and i've been shoved in the belly room like i've been pushed oh come on i, I gotta hear that story because yeah. there's i don't know like don't name the person if you don't <laughs> want to and i was there was an open mic uh i was at and it was all guys i just i mean and i was like the only girl and i just got out of there like it was kind of I don't know. I've just felt sometimes, yeah, I don't know why guys are like this. Not all men, but it's the ones and it's the people. It's women too can be so, it's just the why, people. Why here's are the you thing. Dancing it's just, the story. I want one it's, succinct story. It's just story. the people that aren't talented or aren't, they're just mad and bitter. You know what I mean? They're yes. just haters. And people talk so much shit about everyone in this business. Yeah. And it's usually people that don't have shit going on. And some of these people that have tried to start rumors about me or like hate on me, they're not even, they've quit stand up. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm like, good. <laughs> like, now you said you got canceled what do you mean you got canceled? oh i was supposed to open for greg poops what no greg, greg poops? poops that's his yeah, name from um his lines anyway yeah he didn't want me to open for him so why not i don't know so that pissed you I never got know. a reason no he was just like no you're not opening for me so like you someone think else that someone me. had like put the a, a it's just weird sh- just weird shit like that like i don't know it can be frustrating and then there's like one spot you know there's like one one female spot on like a lineup of like six dudes still it's like really it's like really are well, we still was also doing that pre like quarantine and pre sort of the i i feel like the me too movement caught up with the comedy world just in the past couple months right right and there was like a second wave of sex offenders that and came, it was basically yeah. sort of like here's people who aren't really at the top of the entertainment field but they're at the top of the of the comedy game which is sort of the lower rung of the entertainment field but they're still pretty big people and I think it revealed a lot. I mean, you know, obviously the names like you have Joey Diaz, you have Chris Leah, you have Brian Callen. Right, all these people. I Well, I have the Brian Callen story. Go on. Well, it's funny because this was before I started doing stand-up too. He, okay, so I was I was nannying in Santa Monica when I was new to LA. And I was like pushing a stroller. He stopped me on the sidewalk and he's like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And I was like, who is this guy? Like, he was just like flirting with me. How many years ago was this? This is a long time ago. And he was like, I'm on a podcast. I'm doing a podcast right now. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be doing this. Oh my God, you're so pretty. The girls here are so hot now. He was just like flirting with me. Now by a long time ago, what is that? 20 years, 10 years, five years ago? 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, you're, I was like, you were on mad TV, but that was the only (laughs) experience I've had. And I, so I've never had any like super creepy experiences with these guys. Well, that's kind of flattering. So it was flattering. Yeah. Yeah. It was flattering. Yeah. And then he went back home to his wife. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the only, that was the only thing. Yeah. The only story, but, uh, he just kept, and then he was like, where do you live? And da da da. So, and did, did you say that Bobby Lee got you into stand up or it was Erica Rose? He well, it's mostly like Eric. I just I saw her do stand up. She but she I think she lied. I don't know. She told me she was getting money. Maybe she was. Like I had so I was under the impression when I started stand up that like people got paid more to actually perform at all the clubs <laughs> in LA. I really thought that. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Oh, everyone's getting paid. Like you get paid right away and yeah. I didn't realize it takes forever to get paid. Sure. I mean, you don't get paid anything. Like I just in my mind I was like, Oh well, Cause that's what she had kind of made it seem like, but, um, yeah, no, never got paid at flappers. I think I got like 20 bucks one time there or something, yeah, but it no. wasn't, it wasn't what I thought, but yeah, she did stand up and kind of, and from her, I, I just, I don't know. I just kind of got into it. Well, you know, what's weird is like, I started stand up around 2005 or so, 2006. Okay. And it was like a weekend spot. You get paid like 85 bucks, sometimes a hundred bucks. 
it's still the same amount of money. It's like, not a there's lot. There's been no, yeah. no increase. You, and for the longest time, Comedy Store, like, they're like, it's a showcase for industry. We're not going to pay you money. What are we paying you money for? I don't know why they're from New that York. That kind of needs to change more, too. I think I've seen it change more. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I've, I've gotten paid more at shows. People are starting to do it, which should be, we sh- we're artists. We should get paid. Yeah. Now and there's I think Patreon. there's also a lot of, like, backdoor sweetheart deals with comics. It seems that, that way. Like, oh, and- yeah. Well, I'll set a friend. I won't mention his name, but he did tell me recently, like, Jen, if you only knew how many girls have, like, fucked their way. I'm like, seriously? What? Like, I didn't, yeah, he told me that. And he wouldn't Wait, give me names. Your ways to the top. To just, yeah. Comedy or the top yeah, of, like, comedy. Yeah, uh-huh. comedy. Uh. And I was like, is this really a thing? But I've seen weird shit behind closed doors. So, yeah, I'm like, okay. It's probably a thing. But I wonder sometimes, you know, you wonder, like, what the real deal is. Look, but I feel a like lot of stuff's coming out. I don't think anyone wants to do stuff like that anymore because it's like, I don't know. <sighs> everyone's getting canceled. <laughs> like, every, you know. But let's be honest. A woman's not going to be cancer, canceled for sleeping with a man to get Well, her. Ellen was just canceled. Degenerate. No, she's not canceled. You don't think so? No, she'll be back. No, she'll be, she's making too much money. Look, I have a, I have a theory. And my uh-huh. theory is basically if you're still making a lot of money and you have potential to make a lot of money for networks and studios, they're going to find never a way gonna, to, they're yeah. never going to cancel you. I mean, look at Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't know if you follow I don't know that football. Is. He's, he's a oh, soccer okay. player. Okay. And he basically raped a woman in, oh, wow. in Vegas. And she you know went to the cops like almost right away. And he basically, his defense was, well, we were in bed. She, she presented her butt to me, so I took it. You know, he, oh he basically God. just like admitted to raping this girl. Wow. And it was in the news for like a minute. And yeah. obviously there's just too much money. He, he, I think he has the most followers on Instagram. Uh-huh. He's the biggest soccer player in the world. And like, if you have that much money, even the Harvey Weinstein thing, uh-huh. I don't know, there's a documentary on Hulu called Untouchable. Okay. Which is interesting. Okay. Um, I'll check it but out. What's interesting about Harvey Weinstein is that... Uh, it wasn't until his movie started bombing that they took him down. Everyone had known this had been going on for years and oh, years and years. Wow. But huh. then all of a sudden he puts out Tulip Fever, which <laughs> makes $40, and now next thing you know, he's canceled. If he huh. just put out Pulp Fiction, I think Harvey Weinstein would still be around. I hate to say it, but it's awful. Like, I think they're like machinate. Even Brian Singer, like, it took Brian. It took a long time. Everyone knew. I even knew. Him. I've heard. I heard it through the grapevine. People with Brian Singer, it's like everyone in LA knew about his parties. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah, I, I know. I have was a lot of gay friends, but uh, my friend Matthew Vaughn, who is a producer at uh, what, what's your company, Matt? What's your company called? Rotten Science. Rotten Science. Rotten So you can check out his work, uh, the uh, Degenerates on Netflix. Um, oh, okay. Little Ralph's comedy special. HBO. HBO um, Dan Soder. I know Dan. He's a great he's cool. guy. Um, yeah, man. So Matt's just kind of hanging out. Anyway, um, so Jenny, any other stories you want to talk about? Any any hot takes you got going on? Anything you, you look forward to when COVID's <laughs> over? Selling my TV show. Um, Is it paying for your thoughts or a different one? Penny for your thoughts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just doing more stand-up, like live stand-up. Do you have any live stand-up shows? I miss doing live stand-up. Not, now, not booked right now. For but people who don't. No, oh, I have. Well, no, technically the live, the Facebook live one I'm going to do is in the Valley in someone's oh, backyard. Cool. So that'll be in person. That's exciting. Yeah, that's very it's exciting. Been for, I've been forever since I've the done. The only stand-up live stand-up show, I was in Nashville and Adam Carolla was headlining in Nashville. And this was in, um, I mean, I guess June. And I kind of got to him indirectly and I said, can I just do, a, give me five minutes on stage. And so I show up to the Zanies in Nashville and it was packed. 
I mean, walled wall people, no masks, nothing, no huh. mitigation. Mm-hmm. Like they obviously didn't give a fuck. The green room was packed with comics, and I did like six minutes, and it was weird because my brain hadn't been in that space, so I was forgetting jokes. I was like, "What the fuck am I going on?" But people were just so hungry to laugh. And then a week later, um, Dale Hewley goes on stage at Zany's and literally passes out on stage. Oh, that's right. I heard about that. With COVID and oh they my God. shut it down again. That's, I think, what kind of started shutting everything. That, well, oh, really? A couple other, it seemed like it, right? Like, well, Zany's was definitely like, and they and, and then the, when Dale Hewley passed out, they said, we are practicing social distancing. Everyone's like, bullshit. No, you're not, motherfuckers. You were huh. just like covering your tracks. So I don't know what's open right now. I think there's some states and cities, but the honk, the thing that I hate the most is the drive-in shows. Uh-huh. Which in, have you heard about these? Yeah. So you go on stage and they project <laughs> a big picture, image of you, video of you in the back. Oh, that's kind of neat. And you're in your car, and then people honk instead of laughing, which to me, what? Is just I didn't rip, know that. Oh, that's just so weird. So dumb. That's so crazy. Who which, thought of that? That's bizarre. And apparently, there's some drive-ins where you actually get out of the car. It's like you know old school driving you sit on that's the, so the, just the hood. like how do you tell a joke with honks i don't know <laughs> talk about a heckle oh my god that's yeah you don't know if you're heckling heckle. or people are laughing when they're honking oh my god yeah so uh, i haven't done that yet i don't know if i, I want to do that but it sounds like that's what's happening right now well listen uh you know jennifer what anything else you want to plug or you got going on or um my debut comedy album just was released oh really what is it don't encourage me it's out on all the things is that on all so the you things? can download that, listen to it. Listen yeah, for to sure. My live Don't audio sets. Me. Yeah. And where'd you record that? I recorded that just throughout the years. Just like I took like live audio clips and threw them together of oh, stuff cool. I'd done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's all audio. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yep, Don't yep. encourage me. I like it. Awesome. Thank and then you, you have your TV show, and you have yes. lots of other projects you're working on. You know, just writing. Yeah. That's what you gotta do in this <laughs> time now. Hopefully, getting booked more. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not getting canceled. All right. Well, listen. <laughs> don't worry. You won't get canceled. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I don't not know any women COVID, that are getting canceled. Even, not dying. Uh, even just trying to survive. Trying to, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Um, well, thanks for coming out. Thank you. Yeah. On a Sunday. Nice and, uh, chatting with you. And being cool and, and hanging out. And um, where? What's your Instagram and all that stuff? Instagram, uh, Jennifer Gable. Just my name. I released my um, my Patreon. You can find me just my name, Jennifer Gable. It's usually in all my things. Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. Okay. 